Hello, this is Pod for the Course, and uh, I'm Tom Kay, the Director of Communications for Washington Golf. And uh, 2022, this year, is the centennial year for Washington Golf, which is formerly known as the Washington State Golf Association. It was founded in 1922 with the first holding of the Washington State Amateur, which was held at uh, the Yakima Country Club, which at the time was a nine-holer. And uh, today we have with us uh, Austin Hurt, who, uh, among other things, was the 2009 champion of the Washington State Amateur. And we're going to get to uh, some of his other accomplishments uh, later on here in just a minute. But, uh, Austin, just want to say thanks for coming on with us today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So um, let's just uh, maybe start out at the kind of the beginning. Uh, you attended – actually, where did you grow up, Austin? Was it in the state here, or where was it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up on Bainbridge Island and uh, been here – been here for a while. I moved away for a little bit after college, went to moved down to Arizona, but uh, the mountains and the mm-hmm. the water kept bringing me back. So I'm there you uh, go. Born and bred Bainbridge Island, Seattle area. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So just to interject here, uh, Austin is now the uh, PGA assistant pro at Wing Point uh, Golf and Country Club on Bainbridge Island. Is that right? I am the head golf professional, actually. The head so, head yeah, golf professional. Okay. Title. But yeah, okay. I've been here for a little while, but previously the assistant so it's been a it's been a full circle kind of deal grew up playing golf here and i've enjoyed every second and golf courses gets better with age and yeah Yeah, good okay well i know that the the course is known for its its fast greens i know that it's it's they're they're quick they can get up there in the (laughs) summertime some of the best around in the area yeah they have have a great superintendent in in mike goldsberry and uh Mm -hmm. takes takes a lot of pride in his work and does a great great job with the golf course yeah, he's been there a while, if I remember right. He has. I think it's been about yeah. 17 years or so, something like uh-huh. that. So okay. Constant, so, constantly improving. Yeah. So you attended uh, Washington State University and played on the men's golf team there. Were you there on scholarship, Austin? Yes, sir, I was. It was mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> previous to that, I was at Arizona State where I attempted to walk on to the golf team down there. and. Uh, mm-hmm. That wasn't working. I went down for the PGM program, which is professional golf management, to try to get into the PGA and ended up winning a couple events down there in the program amongst all the other other kids that were there to get the PGM certificate. And I said, I need to be playing golf somewhere else. I need to be I need to be competing. This just doesn't feel right. So before I'd left to go to Arizona State that summer, Walt Williams, the coach at Wazoo at the time, approached me at uh, WJGA State and offered me a spot on the team, and I kind of turned him down, not understanding the levity of the situation, and I uh, I said, I'm going to go try to walk on to Arizona State, and he said, well, you give that a try, and if it doesn't work out, uh, give me a call, and we can figure something out, so about halfway through the semester, or at semester's end, I, I gave him a call and <laughs> wound up in Wazoo, and he he kind of picked up the phone. I was like, "Yep, we'll we'll set you up with the NCAA clearinghouse, and we'll get your paperwork going." And next thing I know, December, I was back home and driving out to Pullman in January, and it was absolutely pouring and sleeting rain and uh, <laughs> snowing <laughs> half the time when we were getting out there. And I kind of looked at my dad who was driving with me, and this just turned and said, what did I do? Where am I going? We had never been to Pullman. We had never seen it. So 
Uh, it was the best decision I'd ever made. So uh, uh, it, uh-huh. it all worked out. But yeah, yeah, got there and made a lot of good friends. So, so that was January of what year, Austin? I believe it was 2000. I graduated high school in 2006, so it must have been 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heading out there, does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds yeah. right. Okay. So at that time, I'm trying to uh, think of the timeline here. So Palouse Ridge Golf Club, what year did that open? Was that was that up and running when you got, first got there? Not quite. They were kind of in the stages of, of getting it built, and it was done after, I believe, a year, a year or two mm-hmm. of us being there. We were traveling down to Lewiston and Clarkston every day. Oh, and yeah. uh, Moscow, Idaho, to play golf and practice. And all uh-huh. all those facilities were very open for us to head down there. But, yeah, those uh, those were our options. And then Palouse opened, and we kind of – we still traveled around just to get some variety. But we loved playing mm-hmm. Palouse, and it was just a, a really fantastic place to be, to yeah. practice. The facility was awesome for us, and it was long where we would travel and play golf courses in college. That's, yeah. That's all that they were. It was long and tough and hard. So Palouse yeah. had a lot of that uh, at the beginning, especially yeah. when yeah. all the rough wasn't mowed. And yeah, it was it was a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for the listeners out there, so Palouse Ridge is the uh, home course. It's actually located on on campus there, pretty much at WSU, and it is the home course for Washington State University players, both men and women, and they use it as a kind of a a classroom for several of their programs there as i understand it so that that is uh, correct yep yeah so you in 2009 you win the washington state amateur which was held at palouse ridge your home club was that a bit of an advantage for you actually i I was there on site on the final round there (laughs) you you came from way behind if i remember right is that right that is correct so i mean there's more to the story than that but uh yeah basically (laughs) It started off. It started off. I shot 81 in the first round, with an 11 on, I believe, my 14th hole of the day. It's a par five, and made an 11. I dumped a couple in the hazard, and I had some weird allergic outbreak in my eye or something like that, and it kept shutting. And made an 11. <laughs> ended up shooting 81, and I was like, oh man, you just you just threw away your your home course advantage right there you know so yeah i uh, yeah. I, I i think i ended up going to the, the hospital the next morning to try to get some allergy oh. medication and they wanted to give me some shots and i said i'm not taking any shots i'm not doing any of that so uh-huh. i ended up going back out playing the next day it was i want to say a pretty windy day maybe maybe the windiest of the week and ended up shooting 69 it was either the second or the third round but 69 69 and one of the 69s was the lowest round of the day so i want to say that was it was the uh, second or third round and all i was trying to do was i kept telling my brother i was just going to try to get it back to even par you know just try to front mm-hmm. off that 81 try to try to try to keep going mm-hmm. try to try to etch a little off each day and after that 69 mm-hmm. i was inside the cut line and then shot 69 again mm-hmm. on that last day i was seven back and seven mm-hmm. back i believe of my buddy Derek Berg at the time, I still, and mm-hmm. I just, I, I played really well. I came out and I, I shot a couple under on the front, four under on the front, or and seven or three under on the back, and ended up shooting 65, which was the course record at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, pretty special. I had a one of my one of my teammates' dads on the back. His name is Tim Grigsby. He was a 
fantastic guy for lugging me around for the last two days. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. it was just a, it was a super, super fun time to experience that with yeah. him. And my mom was there and brother was out there and yeah, all my teammates were there for the most part mm-hmm. and coach yeah. was there. So it, it was really special once it happened. Yeah. Uh, and we were holding that trophy on the, on our home course putting green to experience that together. So yeah. Very nice. memory. Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, I, I did not know the backstory about that with your allergies and everything with the eye. And uh, you were wearing specific kinds of sunglasses, if I remember right. Is that because of that reason? <laughs> no, I, I think I was wearing those. I just, they matched my hat. They were white Oakleys, I remember. And I just, uh, I was wearing a white Mariner's hat. And I just was like, this, this is what I'm going with. So they they did block out the sun. They covered my whole my whole eye, but that wasn't that wasn't the reason. It just it was bright. It's hot over in Pullman in the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the only reason. Yeah. Um so let's uh go forward a little bit. After graduation from college, did you try to make it on tour anywhere or what did you what did you do from then on? <clears throat> yeah, so I graduated 2010 and uh mm-hmm. what did I do? I I kind of I kind of started I picked up a job a little bit and started working and decided actually in 2011 I qualified for the USAM um at uh-huh. Aaron Hills and Blue Mountain Country Club and I believe I was working out at Whitehorse at the time and after I'd done that and experienced that I came back home and kind of figured I think I need to make up my mind what I want to do and ended up heading down to Arizona, Scottsdale area and started working at a place called Pinnacle Peak Country Club where I'd work a little bit. And on the three off days that I had, I would play in mini tour events and that proved to be pretty stressful and pretty tough and difficult to try to grind it out in between the work, you know, when you're not practicing, you're you're only competing. I would only practice after work, after a long day in the heat and, Mm-hmm. doing things that you weren't necessarily thrilled about doing instead of hitting range balls like like see all these guys doing all day and that wasn't what we were doing we were washing clubs and cleaning carts mm-hmm. and filling sand bottles and then maybe chipping or putting after we got done working and then after we got done working for the four days go out and play so that was that was kind of my routine for a couple of years when i was down there working at pinnacle peak and working at desert highlands country club Mm-hmm. Um, made some great friends down there. We did play a lot of golf, but, uh, again, it was just, it was difficult to get into a routine that would, would warrant mm-hmm. competition, you know? So yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was difficult and that kind of, that kind of wore on me a little bit, but, uh, I pursued it up until Canadian tour Q school, which was a couple of years after that. Uh, I want to say 12, 13 area, somewhere in there. And, uh, got there and kind of a similar scenario first round shoot 80 somewhere in the 80s and pretty down on myself Mm -hmm. that was my plan you know to get going and I think at the end of the week well that 80 yeah the 80 was the the hard part I I played really well on the front nine I think I was 200 again moving into the back nine I just I kind of had a really rough time I ended up shooting like 47 on the back nine or something like that it was it was all in my head I was I was thinking about way too many things and uh, just just did not have the mental capacity to understand what it took to, to play four rounds of golf and to get through something that, that was really super important. So 
uh, ended up missing it by a few shots and kind of got in my car from Beaumont, California. And I drove straight home back to the Northwest and tried to, tried to figure out what I was going to do next. And the next step was I thought I was going to quit golf. So tried to start interviewing for some jobs and went through some job interviews. And after a few of the job interviews, I kind of sat down with myself and was like, you really want to be a welding material salesman? Like, no, I don't think that's what you want to want to be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Selling things to the farm owners and all that stuff. So nothing against those guys, but it's just like, this isn't what you're meant to be doing. So mm-hmm. I put that down and, Went and got another golf job over at Glendale Golf and Country Club, mm-hmm. and uh, that ended up not working out too well. So worked there for about six months, and I gave my now boss Jeff Tomiko a call here at Wing Point and asked him for a gig. And he said, "Come on over, we'll we'll start you up and see what we can do." And um, yeah, that's kind of that's how that all worked out, and uh-huh. and I've, yeah. I haven't been happier. So yeah, good. Um, so let's uh, fast forward here to this summer, and uh, in particular, I know a couple of weeks ago you played in the PGA Championship, uh, one of the four majors on the PGA Tour, and uh, you know that that's to, to get into that event is not a simple thing. You don't fill out a, an entry form and you're in. I mean, you gotta you gotta <laughs> go through some steps to get there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. so uh, well, the steps, yeah, the steps are, well, first and foremost, you have to be a PGA professional to attempt to qualify. So that's step number one, getting through all three levels of the PGA and uh, holding the steady, or current job. I think it's 40 hours a week or something to qualify you, and you have to be eligible PGA. And uh, it takes a while. It takes a while to get there. I know some people that can do it really fast. I know people that mm-hmm. have completed the program in two years or a year and a half, but they give you eight years to complete the program. I think I was somewhere in the four or five range to finish it. So to become eligible to then try to compete, you then play in this event at the end of the season, our season here in the Northwest, which is called the Pacific Northwest section championship. And that was held this year at, Mm -hmm. or it would be, it would be last year now, but uh, last year at Arrowhead country club in Malala, Oregon. And Mm -hmm. It's a it's a three round event, I believe. Three round mm-hmm. event, yep, three round event, and uh, yeah, they take uh, seven, I believe, out of one fifty or something like that. They're competing against all the mm-hmm. Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and Washington. All compete. Every all the head pros and whoever holds status will sign up and and kind of try to run their dream at making it to nationals. So uh, I yeah. had a great yeah. week there, had a, had a great week there, qualified, ended up finishing second uh, to my buddy who also played in the PGA championship with me this year, Colin Inglis. Mm-hmm. And uh, we battled it out on the last day there, but he just etched me out by a few. And we all said, congratulations to the seven of us. We'll see you down in uh, Austin. And that was at Barton Creek golf club in Austin, Texas, which is where Nationals was, and mm-hmm. that is the next step. So we all head down there, seven of us, and there's a 312 people in the field, and they take the top 20 PGA professionals, then head to the PGA Championship. So mm-hmm. um, we get there, and we start playing practice. Yeah, go ahead. 
No, no, no. So you're at the nationals now. So you're, they take the top 20 out of the full field. Um, so just to get, just to get into that full field, they, all those folks, all those players, they had to qualify from various sections around the country, correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. All over the place. So coming from the entire country, 312 and there's, there's a lot of competition in each section. I mean, everybody, there's good mm-hmm. players everywhere. So, so that's what you notice when you get there. It's like, okay, everybody's here to do the same thing. Everybody has the same goal. And that's kind of our goal at the beginning of the season, at least as, as golfers is, is we're going to try to make it to nationals. And, mm-hmm. and that, we put that one kind of on our radar section championships, all of our pro-ams, all of our majors in our section that kind of builds to that section championship to where we then attempt to qualify. And, and if that's a goal, then, then great. But mm-hmm. when you don't qualify, you kind of feel like, man, I, I didn't, do enough this year it didn't feel like didn't feel like I did enough and that was me the previous year I was an alternate going in to that previous year where I was the first year eligible to qualify and I was like I don't want to be that that first mm-hmm. alternate or second alternate ever again because it, I was on the the outside looking in just like right there a few bad swings or one bad putt you know it's just it is mm-hmm. a game of strokes right one stroke here or there can just kind of toss you out of it but um thankfully this last year it, it all worked out and made it to Austin so got to Austin and had a really good first two rounds. I shot 66, 68, and I think I was in second place out of the 312 at the time. And I, I'm, I was happy about it. I was, I mean, I, I wasn't <laughs> celebrating, but I, I, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in a really good spot here. To, my swing's mm-hmm. feeling good. My game's feeling great. And I remember sitting in at dinner with my girlfriend, Christina, and she looks and says, well, you, you've made the cut they do two cuts. They do a cut of 90 and they cut the field after two days to 90 people. Mm-hmm. And then they cut the field after three days to 70 people. So, mm-hmm. so I'd made the cut of 90 and she looks at me and says, what, well, you made the cut. What's the next goal? And I, I was like, well, I think I want to, I think I, I think I can win this. <laughs> and she just kind of looks at me and starts laughing. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, that's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm here for. And, and that's why we all play this game. That's why 312 of us are here is, is we all think mm-hmm. that we can do that. And, yeah. Um, so that, that kind of Florida, but I was, I was laughing cause, cause I wasn't joking at the time. I, I was serious and we woke up the next day and, uh, that main golf course there, the Fazio Fazio golf course is a, uh, is a tough one. It's tricky. And the wind started kicking up pretty good there in the afternoon and it started getting cold. And I, uh, had a had a pretty poor finish. I played great all day until about the, uh, I believe it was the last few, honestly. And uh, what did I do? I made a made a double bogey on 16 with a great putt. I was about to make a triple, and I made like a six footer down the hill to there, and then another another seven or eight footer on 17 to to make a bogey, and then and then part 18 for a 73. And I was I was a little bummed. I was in a pretty dark spot because now I'm five, I think I was five under or something like that. And, and it was a little like right in the middle of that 20 number, you know, uh, maybe a mm-hmm. little bit 13th or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, I didn't feel that be- I didn't feel as good as second place. I can tell you, <laughs> we went to yeah. dinner and I'm just like, okay, I, I need to bear down tomorrow and try to try to figure something out. And, uh, we ended up, the wind going again, woke up in the morning and the flies going sideways. And I just said, just need to lock it up and let's have a, let's have a good day. So mm-hmm. I, it was all fine and dandy through six holes. I was one under and 
again, a struggle ensued a little bit. Uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten were all bogeys. So <laughs> I'm uh, sitting there kind of, again, outside looking in, and <laughs> I get to the 11th fairway, and my brother looks at me, who's on the bag with me, and he just says, you need a, you need a gut check time here. We need a, we need to lock it up. We need to hit a good shot here and we need to make a part. We need to stop the bleeding. And I look at him and I'm like, all right. And he's like, you got 160. And I, I think I hit an eight iron pretty smooth and air mails the green and goes over <laughs> into the rough into this great. And I'm just like, Oh, not another one. You know, oh, so boy. I get a free drop and uh, get a decent drop. And I end up lipping out the chip for a birdie and making par. And I kind of settled me down a little bit kind of mm-hmm. looking around like okay you still can do this there's leaderboards everywhere too so you're just kind of you're kind of just you're trying to be relaxed and you're trying to mm-hmm. trying to not look at them too much but i think i made a broody on the next hole 12 and then i'm back inside that line and there's boards everywhere saying uh the top 20 is at even par or something like that top 20 is in it even and i'm I'm too under so I'm, I'm like all right you got a little bit of a cushion to play with and make another bogey on a 14, a part three that gave me trouble. It was like the easiest hole all week, but I, I just couldn't seem to figure out why I couldn't hit it in the middle of the green. So I just mm-hmm. uh, made a couple of bogeys there that contributed to, to some stressors down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of past that. I uh, made mm-hmm. a par on 15. Coming down 16 is a really good par four. I hit it left of the green, and it's across the green pot. I think it was a 40-footer. Lit that out for – a birdie, which was a great putt. And then uh, 17 and 18 were my saviors. I uh, pull one left on 17 and put it in the bunker, chip it up and, and make a 15 footer off the left, the right side of the green to, to make a par. And I'm, I'm yeah. wonder at this time, just like, Oh my goodness, that was a <laughs> putt. You needed that so bad. And uh, I'm like, you're inside the line. If you make par on 18, you parted every day, you birdied it the first day. So, so you're basically counting. You're in, and and that's what I'm telling myself is just some good swings. You need five good shots or four good shots or three good shots, whatever it is, to just get you on the green, and and make a five. So uh, hit a great drive, kind of hammer it through it up left of the green, and I'm sitting there and the, the lie was pretty tight, and I I don't know if I rushed it or I, maybe I was thinking about it too much, but I ended up doing what. Most amateur golfers do is decelerate through the ball and kind of chunk the chip about two two to five feet in front of me, and I couldn't mm. I couldn't believe it, but I had mm. to regather myself and kind of tell myself, okay, you, you've been here before, and in other situations you might not have succeeded, but this is you're not going to let this one slip away. So chipped it up the the, the four shot chipped it up to about eight feet and kind of took a deep breath and rolled that one in to, to make it inside wow. the cut line by, by one shot. So that was, uh, that's kind of my story. Sorry for the long winded explanation mm-hmm. of the day, but, <laughs> but that's All right. yeah, no, emotional down, up and down roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you uh, made two saving pars on 17 and 18 to make it in. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That was, yeah. uh, those wow. were definitely at the saving graces. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, you're in the PGA Championship. How, uh, that was uh, your first ma- uh, professional major of the of PGA Tour size, I'm, I'm assuming. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, I've been trying for years, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you have uh, anybody go with you down to – so at the, the 
PGA Championship was held at uh, Tulsa, Southern Hills there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Did you have uh, any uh, support system go with you, your caddy, friends, family, or anything? Wingpoint members? Yeah, so, yeah, a bunch of Wingpoint members. My brother caddied for me. My girlfriend went. Uh, his fiance was there. Uh, a couple of my best friends, a bunch of them traveled mm-hmm. down. I think there were about eight of them. And mm-hmm. then I want to say... In total, probably about 35 people that traveled to get out their members, families. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fantastic contingent. They were there every step of the way, cheering me on, rooting me on. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just a fantastic feeling to, to look over yeah. inside the ropes and them being outside just to, to have their support cheering me on all the way through it. And what a cool experience for myself yeah. just to feel what it feels like in the first one, you know, I mean, now that it's over and done, we, we had some pretty cool experiences. Monday, we played with Victor Hovland and Matt Fitzpatrick, who were great guys. Oh, boy. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday we played with my Pacific Northwest buddies, uh, Tim Feenstra and Colin, those, the other two that had made it to the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and then that uh, final Wednesday, we played with Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, <laughs> and uh, Carlos Ortiz for our last practice round. So wow, we we, yeah. we, we kind of had a great experience in that in that yeah. way. Of just it really kind of soaking it all in, and uh, we knew the golf course was hard. We knew we knew it going in. We didn't know what the weather mm-hmm. was going to do, but I mean, mm-hmm. you can't blame it all on the weather. We we did get kind of a brutal draw with the wind kicking up both days and uh, mm-hmm. blowing thirty five gusts of forty. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was challenging, and the rough was up, and the fairways were fast, and the greens are fast, mm-hmm. so. Um, we didn't play as well as we would have hoped, but, uh, yeah, we've just kind of those experiences and that experience has left me hungry yeah. for more, wanting more, wanting to do it again, want to, want to get better, want to, you notice things too, when you play with these guys, it's, it, it's, uh, it's their job and they treat it like a job and they, every shot, every swing, it's, it's calculated, mm-hmm. it's concentrated, it's, it's mm-hmm. not rushed, it's, it's thought about and, and I think that's, that's really what I notice is how, how seriously they take it. And you, you don't, you don't really get that until you're standing right next to the guy that, that has three majors or two majors under their belt. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. it's different. It makes sense. Yeah. It, it all, it all makes sense. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a really cool experience. And it was yeah. fantastic. The support was incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of hungry for more, I I do see that your name is uh, on the list of uh, players uh, playing in the uh, final qualifier for the U.S. Open this next Monday down at Pronghorn in uh, Central Oregon. Is that right? Yes, sir. We'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. How did you get into that? Were you exempted into that? You qualified past local, or how'd that work? Yeah. So the top the top twenty get exempted into final qualifying. Mm-hmm. from from Austin, Texas, and then yeah. we'll also be the top 20, get exempt back into nationals next year. So we won't have to go through that process again of oh, uh, yeah. our uh, our championship, section championship. Uh, yeah. Tim Collin and myself will be exempt. We can still play in the section championship, but it just opens up more spots for people to qualify from our section. So, so the three of us will be going, and then they'll still have those open seven spots. So there'll be 10 of us at nationals next year, which – it's fantastic mm-hmm. for our section and the Pacific yeah. Northwest and everybody yeah. that's involved. So we're really, yeah. we're really proud of that and we're really excited. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you play in other uh, section majors like the Washington Open, Oregon Open, things like that, Northwest Open? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I would have been playing in the Northwest Open, but uh, 
the 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 PGA Championship got in the way, so that was a that was a tough one to say no to. But uh, I usually play in them every year. Uh, the other mm-hmm. goal of mine every year is to try to qualify for the Hudson Cup, and that's mm-hmm. uh, generated through points, through majors, and uh, section championships, and uh, mm-hmm. little things like that. So um, I've been on the team the last two years. It's a great experience. Ten best Pacific Northwest professionals against the 10 best pacific northwest amateurs it's a mm-hmm. it's a really cool tradition and we, yeah. we travel around and play some really great venues that, that are fantastic yeah. so um yeah. yeah as much as i can i like to play in the majors i play in a few mm-hmm. pro-ams but uh the majors are kind of where you test yourself every year and and that's where i like to find my level of competition and see see if i've what i've been doing is right or wrong and um mm-hmm. yeah this year unfortunately i won't be playing in the oregon open my brother's getting married and then uh I will wow. be playing in the Washington State Open, which will be fantastic. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Rosars, probably not. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. uh, life has been pretty good back at Win Point for you then, yeah? Sounds like. Life's been great, yeah. No complaints. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of, lot mm-hmm. of supporting members, and the membership's fantastic. Uh, everybody keeps me pretty grounded, so it's uh it's fantastic. It's a great place to be, a great place to live. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to leave if I ever decide to do that. So sure. Yeah. Uh, that's not any time in the future though. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, again, we're speaking today with Austin Hurt, the 2009, uh, Washington state amateur champion, who is now the head PGA professional at wing point golf and country club on Bainbridge Island. Two, uh, two weeks ago, he, uh, had qualified to play in the PGA championship and, uh, Looking forward for more. Uh, I know he's going to try to qualify next week uh, in the final stage qualifying for the U.S. Open. Austin, thanks so much for taking the time. Again, we just wanted to touch base with some past champions of our state amateur. and It's great to see uh, you still involved with the game in a, in a big way. Tom, pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. All right. Thanks again. Talk to you soon.